Hi, it's Dave and Debbie here of the Dave and Dijanovic Show on KSL News Radio. We're on live on KSL News Radio Monday through Friday, starting at nine. And every day we start off with the launch, so the keyword is going to be launch. So text that keyword to five seven five zero zero, and you'll be entered to win a pair of AirPod Pros. David Dujanovic. David Dujanovic. There's a really important rule for transparency that happened this week in the state of Utah, and it has to do with the Utah Attorney General's office being told by a judge that they must release a copy of Attorney General Sean Reyes's work calendar to KSL. Um, KSL 5 Television has been in on this transparency fight for about a year now. The investigative team uh, back in studio with us to walk us through what this latest ruling is. Here's a, a KSL attorney, David Raymond, representing KSL in this case, uh, who said um, this about the results. It's a huge victory for public accountability of elected officials. It was unfortunate that he decided to fight this as long as he did. Um, but the, the court saw through the arguments that they were making and it sided with the public. Sorry, David, mispronounced your last name. I should know better by now. Uh, David Ryman uh, was the attorney for KSL who represented us there. So why do we care so much about calendars? You know, I... I'll ask the investigative team here in a second, but let me tell you, if you were to look at my calendar, you'd have no idea that I'm on the air every single day from 9 to noon. I just don't put it in my calendar. I've got the the worst updated calendar in America, so it looked like I'm the laziest employee at KSL. So, Annie Knox, joining me with uh, Daniela Rivera of the investigative team at KSL. Let me ask you, why do you care? Why are you so obsessed about calendars? Well, you know, the Attorney General of Utah has a few more staffers working for him than I think uh, we do in news over here at KSL. Um, This is the most basic record of what he's up to on a day-to-day basis. You know, he can hold news conferences. He can send releases to us. He can post online about what he's up to. But this is a more complete picture, and it doesn't contain just the information he wants to promote, um, but really a more complete uh, idea of how he's spending his time. So, Annie, give us an update uh, to remind our listeners who are just joining us on this battle. It's been going on for a year. How how do we get to this point where it ended up uh, before a judge? It's been a long road. Yes. And it's not over yet. And it starts with a simple request uh, for a government record, which, uh, you know, we do a lot of here at Broadcast House. We request government records all the time. You know, he had... um, been drawing a lot of attention for some trips he had been taking. After the 2020 presidential election, he went to Nevada and talked about voting irregularities that he said he saw there. Uh, We know he had been traveling with a nonprofit, Operation Underground Railroad. Um, So we wanted to know more about how he's spending his time in the job. You know, it's a big job. He's the top law enforcer for the state. He oversees how the state defends itself against civil lawsuits. So we requested the calendar just to get a better idea of what he's up to. Danny, what did you hear from the judge that intrigued you? You know, the judge said this to me is not uh, ambiguous. He ruled that under current Utah law, the day he made his ruling and the day we made this request, that the AG's calendar is a public record subject to grandma, our open records law, and that the public has a right to see it. And he is affirming a prior decision made in May last year by the State Records Committee, who also read the plain language of the law and decided that this is a public record that the public has a right to see. And has that calendar been turned over yet? It has not. We learned shortly after this hearing that A.G. Reyes' office intends to 
appeal this ruling. They are still fighting to keep this public record, what a judge decided is public record, from the public. So will this go to the Utah Supreme Court, potentially? Is that how this works? Do we know yet? Well, he's going to start appealing? We're waiting to see the appeal. And and we trust our attorneys to uh, show us the way forward. Uh, We did speak with uh, David Ryman yesterday, and he said he is not concerned at all about uh, going to battle again uh, on an appeal. Lawmakers did take swift action after that ruling. Uh, What Maybe you can explain to our listeners a little bit what they did. A bill popped up just last week um, as we were getting ready to go to court um, that would make all these calendars for public officials and public employees secret. Pretty cut and dry. It passed. Within a week of, of showing up, it passed, and last night the governor signed it, so it is law. And there was some clarification even... I think regarding uh, calendars, like this was always the intent, right? They did put a note in there saying just that. That it was always in the intent these calendars be private. Did you fact check that calendars are private? Because I know you, the investigative team has been doing fact checking on what's going on on Capitol Hill. You've been doing some great work there to fact check what lawmakers are saying on Capitol Hill. Um, what did you find in the truth test? That you yeah, did? thank you. No, our, our truth test series is meant to you know, cut through the politics and look at the facts. And and that found that misinformation was shared in support of this bill. For example, the sponsors um, claimed that these records have never been subject to grandma and have never been disclosed under grandma. And that's just simply not true. We have a calendar uh, sitting on Annie's desk right now that we got from the state auditor just last year through a public record request. And journalists have long asked for and received these records under grandma. Uh, You know, another claim at the last minute about safety concerns, lawmakers uh, saying these must be made secret to protect uh, our safety and our security. The examples that sponsor uh, Kurt Bramble gave uh, were uh, one example of in 2020, demonstrators showing up outside the state epidemiologist's home. That was used as an example as to why these should be made secret. Well, we called her. It had nothing to do with her calendar. Her calendar wasn't released to her knowledge. People found her address online. And so we found that those examples provided by the sponsor for safety concerns were simply unfounded. It had nothing to do with calendars. And I, and just another note on that, the state records committee, when it ruled that this should be released, it said, hey, if you have safety concerns, A.G. Reyes, you can redact the location of your meetings. The public does have a right, though, to know who you're meeting with and when. Okay, so as the the attorney general, say he's he's meeting with somebody, um, it's it's a victim perhaps, and, and he wants to keep that identity. Are, are you looking for specifics or can they redact some of that information? There are exemptions in grandma for... Um, victim privacy for information that would compromise an ongoing case for safety and security. All of those exemptions exist. What the attorney general's office sought to do and what lawmakers and the governor made sure of last night is that these records in their entirety are now off limits. There are, I've put in so many grammar requests. I used to be with you guys in the investigative unit and have looked over tons of them. And, And government agencies in this state are very familiar with what needs to be redacted. And so often I'd get like a report or a bunch of reports. I have a bunch sitting on my desk right now for something that I'm working on. Um, and there's so many lines drawn through that there's just black lines. You can't see the information. So gover- government knows how to deal with grandma and how to redact. So the information that needs to be kept private can be kept private. I just, I'm trying to, wrap my brain around 
why we have to keep fighting for a record that clearly now a judge and the state records committee has told the attorney general is public information and that uh, the public has a right to know this information. Uh, And this has turned into a year-long battle now. Um, If it would have been released in the beginning, as you said, like what um, what John Dougal, who's a state auditor, did, which is give you his calendar, um, this would have been a story, maybe not even a story, because we don't even know what's in the calendar yet. But here we are battling a year um, with the AG here at, at KSL 5, and still, we, you don't have the calendar yet with no clear line in sight as to whether you're going to get that or not. And Debbie, I would just note that this this battle is being funded by taxpayer time, money, and resources, um, actively fighting, using the public's money to keep a public record, what a judge has called a public record, from the public. Daniela Rivera, Annie Knox from the KSL investigative team, thank you so much. Great job. So good. Uh, when you were in court, Annie, on, on, um, on, I'm going to just do a quick follow up in court on Monday when this took place. Danny, you were there as well. Was there one thing that the judge said to you that you really took away with um, as you were, were hearing the decision to release this calendar that you want to leave our listeners with? Was there anything in particular? I think it was sort of the basic conclusion that if a public official has a calendar and many multiple staffers can see it and use it for their jobs, that's public. And and he, the judge said, from my read of your story, multiple staffers do have access to that calendar, which makes sense. Which makes sense. Having worked for a government agency before where there's um, somebody in charge, multiple staffers would have to have access to the calendar to make changes when they're on the road, whether that's to a travel itinerary or maybe there's a news conference that they have to get to. So that makes that makes total sense. Great work. Look forward to continuing uh, hearing your updates on this report. And I know we'll be able to see more um, on KSL 5 News um, as you continue to track this story. Uh, straight ahead. Our minds this week have been heavily focused on this proposal to bring a uh, Major League Baseball stadium to the Fair Park area. Dave and I broadcast there live this week for a whole three hours of our show. Um, and that was on Tuesday, right, Dave? <laughs> Tuesday. Uh, we intended that day to have the Utah Transit Authority on the lo- line with us live to talk about expansion for public transit to that area. But we got so jam-packed with information on the taxes and the funding and everything else that we lined up UTA next.